1: If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
2: Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Greetings, welcome inside hour two of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Hello! Live from the Farmers Insurance Studios. Call 1 888 Farmers to switch and you could save big on your auto insurance. It's really the best thing you can do with your phone in a few minutes. Just call 1 888 Farmers, that's 1 888 Farmers, and start saving today.
4: We are farmers. bum 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 bum.
2: So we got John Paul Morosi coming up, Fox Sports One, MLB Network Insider, in about 25 minutes. All the latest on the Nolan Arenado deal. He is heading to the Cardinals in exchange for minor league players. We don't know their identities yet, uh, and also 50 million dollars of salary relief heading from the Rockies to the Cardinals to complete that deal. Because listen, Nolan Arenado is owed uh, approximately 975 million dollars <laughs> for the next six years. More money than it took to bail out GameStop. It was a. It was a. That's a lot. Lot of money he's doing, Mike Arman. It is a a giant pile of cash. There is no
5: question about 199, uh, by my math, due over the next six years. So uh, certainly a uh, hey, getting fifty million dollars relief. I mean, that's a season and a half. You don't have to pay him, yeah. And it does go down in those final two seasons.
4: Mm-hmm. All of that's good, yeah. but yeah, I mean yeah. the Cardinals will be going uh, down
2: in the final two seasons. Sure,
5: sure. he just might. Sure. But the they're pushing their chips to the center of the table, and we've been waiting for more dominoes other than uh, just the Blue Jays acquiring <laughs> talent. So this is kind of a big deal.
2: <laughs> it's like a rotate Mets Blue Jays Mets Blue Jays. Oh, good, now we got the Cardinals. Then we got to go back. I mean, look, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this again because it's a good deal. It's a, it's a down year. It could be a couple of down years in the NL Central, and the Cardinals are going for it, and that's mm-hmm. great. Don't expect the superstar of Nolan Arnold. He'll still be a superstar in the field, but away from Coors Field, 28-85, 263 batting average, 793 uh, slugging percentage, uh, OPS. Uh, that's, that's. I mean, you can't argue. I mean, the Coors Field uh, phenomenon is 30 years old now. We know it. So as long as you're expecting that guy, and there's about 35 or 40 guys in Major League Baseball who can hit that way, then you'll be fine. He'll be an upgrade. He'll be good. But don't expect the forty one thirty three hundred 130, 300 guy, because that's not going to happen when he's not playing half his games at Coors Field. It's just no, sure.
5: To. I'm also not expecting a guy to hit 260 either in his uh, 81 home dates, assuming we get a full season in, right? And uh, as he had on the road i think we settle into a nice meaty part of the curve uh and then we find out exactly what it means in National League style, if there's no DH, right, there's no DH. Uh, that was a nice experiment. It gave me hope and excitement uh, that all nine guys would be able to hit. And instead, no, we go back to this, uh, which changes jobs, too. <laughs> it changes the free agent market, right? Because uh, if, if some of these National League teams, traditionally, they didn't react quickly To go grab somebody for that slot, wondering if it was, all right, we'll pay a bunch of money, but then if they can't play the field, they're useless to us. And so now we're in that holding pattern. Guys like Justin Turner and others uh, await their fates uh, as the wheel of free agency. See, that's the beauty. We got a lot of wheels. We got a coaching wheel.
4: Mm -hmm. we got a
5: quarterback carousel. And then we we could make this a dartboard if we want as far as MLB free agency, just so we have like lots of wheels. And then for our group meal, we have to have pizza because it usually comes in a circular fashion as well.
2: Mm, Pizza. (sighs) So we got more on that coming up in about 20 minutes. Uh, But really the, the NFL stories this week, the two dominant stories have been Deshaun Watson and Matthew Stafford. Let's deal with Deshaun Watson here for a few minutes because uh, clearly there is more than just Matt Damon living on Mars because the Houston Texans apparently (laughs) live there as well because they think they could play the we're the Texans, you're the player card that they tried to play today in press conferences and think Deshaun Watson is staying. I mean, really, they live on Mars. I mean, Mark Watney, you're not by yourself. You just got to go find Casario. You got to go find David Cully. They're out there somewhere because they live on Mars if they really think just saying what they're saying is going to keep deshaun watson houston all right Let, let's let's deal with what both of these guys had to say today first is nick casario who has been running the texans since he was hired a couple of weeks ago and this was met with a very bad uh reaction from deshaun watson who wanted more input and was hoping that cal mcnair the owner would listen to his suggestions Well, after Cal McNair said, yeah, I'll listen to whatever you got. You're in on everything. He hired a GM and a head coach and didn't ask Deshaun Watson about it. Now, here's Casario. First things first with the press conference today, where he's going to introduce David Culley as their new head coach. And here's Casario talking about Deshaun Watson.
4: Just want to reiterate our commitment to Deshaun Watson. Um, He's had a great impact on this organization, a great impact on a lot of people, a great impact on this team. And uh, we look forward to the opportunity to spend more time with him here this spring once we get started. And, you know, we have zero interest in trading the player. Um, we have a great plan, a great vision for, for him and for this team and his role on our team, and we look forward to the opportunity to spend more time with him here this spring.
2: All right, so there's, so there's, so there's Nick Casario, then David <laughs> Probably would have
4: been good to use
5: talk. Deshaun's name there, and we have zero interest in trading Deshaun. Instead, it was like TB player, the like players. he was one of the Oneeders. You're the player. You're the <laughs> right, yeah, who never has like, a name. He's just TB like player, O-Eaters. as in the base player.
2: Well, he said his name once. He said Deshaun Watson. Then he said the player, which tells you that, okay, things aren't great, right? But, of course, we know this, right? You could have so, said my guy. So there's Nick Casario. Now here's David Culley, who was introduced as, look, first-time head coach at 65. Everybody's rooting for the guy. He's in an impossible situation. And here he is talking about looking forward to coaching Deshaun Watson this fall.
4: The only thing I knew about this whole situation at that point was is that I was being interviewed for, for this job to be the head coach. And – I did know at that point, Deshaun Watson's a Houston Texan. And that's all that I was concerned about. And all I know is this, having been in this business this long, he is a Houston Texan. And I want him to be a Houston Texan. And the reason I'm in this position today is because I knew he's going to be a Houston Texan. The outside stuff that was being said was irrelevant to me.
2: Wow, dude, come on, man! I know you've been coaching the NFL since the '70s, but are are you serious? Look, David Culley sounds like a guy that really doesn't have a grasp on what star players do when they want to get traded. Okay, you had Casario and David Culley basically throw down the hammer as I, I'm running this team. I'm the head coach of this team. You're just a player. You're gonna play because you're under contract. I took this job because you're gonna be here, and I have no interest in trading you. Now, is part of this, a, a, a little bit of it. Well, we got to put on a show because we don't want teams to think we're gonna roll over and trade them away for nothing. Like we're not just gonna say, okay, give us Sam Darnold and we'll give you Deshaun Watson. That's part. But this was more. Hey, no, we're gonna we're gonna sh- we're sick of being pushed around and bullied around. And we're gonna show you that we're the ones in charge. And I sigh. And I say, they're not the first, and they're not going to be the last team that thinks, no, 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 he's the player, we're the team, we're in charge. The Texans have no control of this situation. When a star player wants out, he will get traded. It happens everywhere. You know why? Because a star player won't show up to play. He won't play. He'll say, I'm not coming. And then he's going to sit out, and then it's bad headlines, and it's a bad energy around the team, and everything is about uh, any, anything from Deshaun Watson. And then David Culley has got his head in his hands every Tuesday going, another question about Deshaun Watson. And Nick Casario fielding questions about nothing new on this. Deshaun Watson simply won't play. If he doesn't want to be there, he's not going to go, okay, you guys try to trade me. I'm going to show up. He's not going to do it. He's gone too far down the road of being traded now. He went past the point of no return when they put out the statement saying, yes, regardless who you hire as head coach, I want out. And the and and the Texans are going to sit here and go, yeah, yeah, no, no, we're in charge. And then they're going to slowly realize they're not. And the longer they go without making a trade, the worse offer they're going to get because that's how it's going to go. When teams move on and if they say we're just simply not going to do it and we get into free agency in March and a couple of teams that are kind of sitting around going well, we can't wait, so we're going to go get Matthew Stafford. We're going to go get Jameis Winston. We're going to go get Marcus Mariota. And then you start seeing certain things uh, be taken up. And then eventually when they realize, hey, Deshaun Watson is serious, it's just going to be the Jets sitting there all sweaty going and grimy going, we knew you'd come back to us. How about we give you Joe Flacco and a fifth-round pick and you give us this guy? And the deal isn't going to be what they could get now, which is three first-round picks, probably a second-round pick, maybe two, maybe even a player. Maybe even we'll, they'll throw in Sam Darnold if they want. The the Colts, they, the Texans, I keep saying the Colts, the Texans just live on Mars. <laughs> I mean, really, they, they think they're in control of a situation. They're not in control, of, and eventually they're going to realize it, and it's going to be too late, and we're all going to sit here and say, I know, I know, I know, and they're going to go, but we thought, we thought, because, you know, I'm, I'm the GM, and he's the coach, and he's the player, and he's a contract, and yeah, uh-huh. Just like, just like the Packers thought Aaron Rodgers is everything is fine, right? Just like the Lions, everything was fine with Matthew Stafford, right? All the, everything, yes, yeah. Just like Jared Goff couldn't get traded because he's got, I know, I know. Here, cry here. And then they're grabbing your shirt and they're crying into it going, it's getting all snot all (laughs) over it. And you're going, I know, I know, Houston Texans. I know. That's what's going to happen. And the sooner the Texans realize it, the better off they'd be. All
5: right, first off, nobody said they loved Jared Goff, so that that analogy and that example don't work. As soon as they said right now, they told us they didn't love him, so uh, that that one doesn't work. Stafford, they mutually parted. In other words, you guys got to get me help and you hired this guy that wants to bite kneecaps or whatever the hell he's talking about here. I'm done. Uh, I don't care if you bring in Deuce, Daly, Lovey Smith, and the rest uh, of of everybody that could possibly make up a super coaching staff. I'm out. Uh, That, and at some point after 12 years, you say, I don't don't want to keep, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing uh, over and over, expecting the different result and, well, they continue to lose. So, at some point, uh, they point the fingers back at you like in that spider-man meme uh and that's where matt stafford is. i'm there. spider-man
2: you're spider no we're the same no we're really not We're really not no, the
5: same <laughs> now you know I've, I've espoused the view all week on the deshaun watson thing of i'd like to see the houston talk tough this wasn't talking tough this was talking hopeful wistful he's gonna stay he's gotta stay that's why i came here like <laughs> Okay, well, he's under contract, and he signed a big deal, and that's certainly something I come back to. And do you want to call the bluff and forego what appears to be inevitable? right? Because if these reports are right, and I said it to Jason Cole last hour, it's like if if these are the reports that this is weeks ago, that even Eric Biennemi, had he come, and I agree with Jason Cole, and you and I have talked about this, that I, I wouldn't have wanted to have my first opportunity go to this dysfunctional an organization. That's why I wondered aloud last year whether Bienemy at some point just said, I don't want to be part of some of those organizations that were ha- that had job openings. Because a bunch of them were terrible jobs. It's one thing to be losing for a year or two. It's, it's another to have a constantly uh, just awful situation right just a systemic from the ownership on down that you can't get out of your own way and you're changing over coaches every 18 months and all of those things it takes something radical and maybe you don't want to be part of that but where they're standing right now i mean look they at least had a better press conference Than Philly did. Oh, why? I mean, they on. were at least trying Adam to inspire. Gase had a better hope. press conference than Nick Sirianni did today. I they mean, were at least on. trying to inspire hope and Whew. and change and all this other stuff by saying, "Hey, we can we can fix this." If I, I mean, say that it was the message, Deshaun
2: Watson's going to stay. No, that's not going to. But if I No, th- it's the not, Costanza. You're not lying if you believe it's true. No, it's it's like if like if I yell at my kid really loud, then they'll get it. But if I don't yell loud enough, maybe it doesn't sink in. No, this is how certain we are. He's going to be here. He's the player. And here's David Culley basically saying, "I came here for you, Matt." I mean, really, just because you say it that loud, just because you say it very authoritatively, doesn't mean it's going to happen. I don't care how many times just say (laughs) it i
5: just looked at for this to be great theater heading into uh draft season here as we finish up the senior bowl this week and we move forward it's just great
2: Just wait, just wait. The Texans will figure out, boy, oh, we got played on this because Deshaun's a star and stars have the power. I mean, really, it's Cal McNair who's running a team who lied to Deshaun Watson, so he doesn't trust him. And now you have newbies running the team and a newbie head coach that think we, we we know how things are done, and they don't. You know, Casario's from New England, where it was, hey, Belichick was the word and he was the law, right? Well, that's not the case. This is Houston now. You're in the wild, wild west. where right? <laughs> Who knows what the law looks like? Right? I mean, just wild, because wild you think west. you can do it, it's just not going to happen. I mean, really, they'll figure it out and they'll be upset and everybody will say, we told you, and then we'll walk away and Deshaun Watson will be a jet. Uh, Twitter at how about a fresca Mike Gets Swollen Dome The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Farmers Insurance Studios call Farmers today for a quote Tonight's show brought to you by AutoZone dealing with a dead battery well head to AutoZone America's number one battery destination they offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging their free battery testing can help you know if you need a new battery or not and if you do happen to need a replacement one they can help with that too they got reliable replacement batteries starting at just seventy nine ninety nine, and they are the only place you can find proven tough dura last batteries. So, next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution in America's number one battery destination. Coming up next, we have more on the big breaking story of the night a huge trade in Major League Baseball goes down. Is it going to be that big a deal? Is it just your garden variety big deal? We got more on this with insider John Paul Morosi coming up next, right here, Fox. Joining us now on the hotline, Fox Sports One, MLB Network Insider Extraordinaire, proud native of the state of Michigan, who right now is hitting refresh on his own computer, seeing if Matthew Stafford's getting traded. Refresh, refresh, refresh. <laughs> it's John Paul Morosi. JP, what's happening, man?
6: Good evening. Uh, Matthew Stafford's being traded. This is news, huh? Shocking, all buddy. Tonight, right? To talk about Stafford.
2: Yes,
5: well, yes, it's either yeah. that or Jim Harbaugh or one of those other. Well, we have a lot of catching up to do,
6: my friends. It, it has been a while <laughs> since we last visited, but uh, I, I do know that uh, it is big news in the baseball world tonight. Nolan Arenado headed to St. Louis.
2: All right, so here's my, here's my thing on this, JP. We're still waiting for this to be finished. It might not be finished until this weekend. That's what Ken Rosenthal had with the deal. Uh, the players, we don't know yet. It's going to be three minor leaguers. I, I see the trade this way. Arenado, he's a Hall of Fame player. But you can't ignore what he does at Coors Field and what he does away from Coors Field where he's 28-85 and he hits 263. That's what he's done his entire career. So while I think this is, he's going to be a great addition, he'll be a really good player, i, I I'm, if you're expecting forty-one, thirty, and 300, I think you're going to be disappointed.
6: Well, that's fair. And, of course, he's coming off a tough year. He had a shoulder injury in, in 2020, abbreviated season. All those qualifiers apply. So you're right, he's not arriving with quite a Mike Trout stat line home and road for the last couple seasons, but he is an elite talent who I think the best – will come out of him, I think, in St. Louis with the attention, the the focus, the support that you have there, what a great baseball town it is. He's been craving an atmosphere like this for a long time. And for a while, there was a the thought that Nolan was eventually going to be a Dodger. Of course, he had grown up in Southern California, idolizing the Dodgers. That was his team. But it never quite worked out. He gets the, the big extension with uh, the Colorado Rockies to, to play there. But then almost as soon as the ink is dry in that contract, uh, the Rockies become less and less competitive. And and I think Arnado had become, in his own way, a little bit... Tired of of the losing, and and I don't know if bored is the right word, but I, I really think he was not uh, he was not his full self probably the last year or so in Colorado because he, he just wants so desperately to win. So I, I think St. Louis is the perfect place for him to go to. Uh, the Rockies never wanted to trade him within the division there to the Dodgers. In uh, St. Louis, I think is just an optimal fit. This is probably the single best. Place that he could, that he could have conceivably gone for what he wants to do right now, um, and I, I think that again, once the deal is finalized, and, and to your point, it's it's not there yet, but the agreement is there in principle. I'm told uh, approval still required by MLB and the union, but uh, by all accounts, uh, in the next 72 hours or so, uh, Nolan Arenado is going to be a St. Louis Cardinal.
5: Yeah, to that end, you know, they get $50 million back. We could talk about the the trade and what he becomes, but it does show that St. Louis looks around the division and says it's ours by going and, and acquiring another player of this ilk, right? And bringing back Uncle Charlie doesn't hurt either if he might have a couple more innings in him.
6: And uh, Yadier Molina as well, who uh, loves playing so much. Exactly. (laughs) Yadi. right now, he's a free agent. uh, and He's about to go play in the uh, Caribbean series in Maladon, Mexico, for the Puerto Rican team, and and then sign with the Cardinals after that because he he just wants to keep playing and take every opportunity. So you're right. I I think, Mike, it's a really good point about the overall look of the NL Central. Uh, When the offseason began, there was no way for the Cardinals to know that the Cubs would be downshifting to this extent and uh, moving Darvish and potentially uh, moving Chris Bryant as well, already having uh, cut ties with Kyle Schwarber, who's now Washington National. It's a really interesting division. that The, the Pirates clearly full-on rebuild. The Brewers have had sort of a, a stuck in neutral sort of a, an offseason, and the Reds seem to be um, cutting their payroll a little bit too. So it really appears right now the Cardinals have probably as clear of a path. Pass- to the playoffs as any team in the sport. Uh, I really believe that when you think about how good they are relative to the rest of the division. The Dodgers, of course, they're the uh, reigning World Series champs, but they have arguably the second best team in the sport in the same division. They're they're in the San Diego Padres, so uh, the the Cardinals are in phenomenal shape uh, and that to me is one of the key reasons why St. Louis is an ideal spot for Nolan because he wants to go to the playoffs desperately. He wants to win a World Series desperately, and and St. Louis right now probably offers him the very best chance to do that.
2: JP, is there a a domino effect now? Like, do you expect a move after, okay, Arenado goes to the Cardinals, whether it's something like, well, the Dodgers go back and bring back Justin Turner, is there a corresponding something that's going to happen after this news tonight that you're hearing about?
6: Yeah, I think so, Jason, that it probably solidifies the the third base market a little bit, and, and Chris Bryant being traded is a possibility. Uh, Turner also, of course, uh, uh, his free agency almost inevitably will, will get resolved in the next 10 days or so. Uh, maybe he goes back to the Dodgers. It's probably the most logical scenario still out there. But I, I look at a team like, uh, I, for me, the, the Nationals may still want, want to take a look at whether it's Bryant or Turner. Uh, Carter Keboom had struggled so much at third base this past year. So I, I do think there's going to be a, a domino effect. And, and uh, for all the, the, the conversation, much of it legitimate about the slow pace to the market this this year we do likely see the one major free agent still out there uh, is Trevor Bauer. And, of course, Marcelo Zuna uh, is also a significant name. But I think overall uh, you're now down to the last several names. And lo and behold, spring training is supposed to start uh, about two weeks from Wednesday. And we have to see, of course, will things uh, really unfold on time, depending on uh, obviously COVID-19 and different situations in Florida and Arizona. But right now, guys, so with it, it, right now, As as hard as it may be to believe, it is still the date on the books uh, that we're going to get going here in, in less than three weeks.
5: Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon from the Farmers Insurance Studios with our guy, John Paul Morosi. You can find him on Twitter at J-O-N morosi M-O-R-O-S-I. Leave out that H in that John, uh, because Mom said so. Uh, Hi, Mom. Uh, (laughs) And, of course, MLB Network across all the Fox properties. You'll find him, and he's also paying attention to the NHL for you, too, so he's got some of that in his Twitter feed. Uh, JP, I've got to do it for Jason because I, I don't he's in a bad way uh, Steve Cohen uh, deleted his Twitter account I don't know if you heard uh, based on everything going on with GameStop and Robin Hood and all these folks um, should Jason be worried about his new owner
6: <laughs> uh, this story has so many layers in it I am, am not even really qualified to probably <laughs> delve into all the different minutiae I uh, I was a little surprised, and this is, and I guess I'll go back and say this: that when the off season began, and and Steve Cohen was. Very active on Twitter, of course, and, and very witty at, at times, and, and accessible to fans. Uh, it, it seemed like it was a very positive new beginning for the Mets in, in that respect. But obviously, the, the news over the last month or so um, has been anything but that, from a standpoint of uh, the overall Mets uh, conversation and the and really the the terrible story with with, with Jared Porter and and his interactions with a reporter. It's 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 obviously not the way the Mets. Wanted to begin the new year here and, and have uh, um, now this latest controversy with with, with Steve Cohen. It, it, there are so many layers to it, so many complexities. It, it it just seems rather strange now that that all of a sudden the the, the Twitter profile is gone. I, do I think it it means anything uh, substantial for his ownership of the club uh, right now? No, but it it uh, it really does call to mind a lot of questions about just how. Just how much of a new beginning, how, how optimistic uh, Mets fans can truly feel. Of course, they have Francisco Lindor. That's, that's one positive side of this, but uh, it, it doesn't quite seem to be the same uh, era of good feelings that they were enjoying uh, just as recently as uh, the, the very start of the new year.
2: You know, because I keep saying every day, JP, well, when Trevor Bauer comes, when Trevor Bauer, and now it's like, well, he's had a really great offer from the Mets for a while now. You know, the Mets, uh, you know, we found out this week the Mets made him that really big offer as, as as far away as a couple weeks ago, and still Trevor Bauer is out there. Well, what's the latest on his situation?
6: Well, the Mets are certainly involved. I mean, they're a team that I believe is 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 circling and interested in, in what appears to likely be with Bauer a, more of a short-term deal than a long-term deal. There, there was the thought at various times in the offseason, was, was it going to be a seven-year deal, uh, something like that? It, it appears now, according to reports and what I've been told as well, That it's likely to be a little shorter, maybe a three or four years. Uh, He certainly will get one of the larger AAVs. I would expect of any pitcher ever, but it's not likely to be uh, a Garrett Cole type contract in length. It's going to be more, uh, I think, more of of a several year variety than than a seven year type contract. So, uh, but but I think he's uh, certainly it's been a unique free agency for him. uh, But uh, by and large, he has talked a lot about there needing to be a partnership between himself and his new club and, and that the relationship, the development really matters a lot to him in terms of how uh, how the new pitching coach that he'll work with views the sport. It's why I, I have never really thought the Angels were a, a terribly strong candidate because of his relationship with Mickey Calloway being a little strained at times when Mickey was working in Cleveland. So whether it's Dodgers, whether it's Mets, those teams seem to be the most plausible at the moment, um, and, and it would be certainly a very classic Dodgers play that uh, if, if the Cardinals, one of their NL rivals gets Arnauto, that maybe uh, the Dodgers' response is to, to get uh, the best free agent out there right now, and that's Trevor Bauer.
2: Look at that. Get on. that Trevor Bauer in. Of course. Well, because well, Steve Cohen goes into Trevor Bauer, which yeah. goes into the rest of the season. That's how it works. You're so
5: so obsessed Uh, jp uh last uh last week uh obviously we lost hank aaron uh the legend uh across everything in the game no matter you you never heard an unkind word uh, about the man and his shadow is is over the game uh you've been at mlb network and around the game forever any great hank aaron stories that came up in your travels
6: well, for me, I remember exactly where I was when I met him. Uh, it was the the World Series in Texas. He was presenting the Hank Aaron Award, and I remember uh, I, I allow myself at times to still be a fan and experience the game as a fan because I think we we can't lose sight of why it is that we're we're covering baseball, that this thing that. At its best gives us such joy and connection, and so I remember I was covering the Hank Aaron award press conference, and it was always it 's always every year traditionally's been one of the most uh, heavily attended uh, press conferences of the entire world series everybody 's crammed into this one room because you 're in the presence of greatness you 're around Hank Aaron and I remember uh, I was looking at the room and thinking to myself okay if he 's if he's leaving the dais, he will either walk out this aisle way or that aisle way. So I'm just going to take my best guess, and I'm going to stand on this one and <laughs> think that if he's moving by me that I'll be able to shake his hand. Um, and, and so I, I guess hey. right... I guess right. Uh, Hank Aaron walked right by me, and as you know, uh, you know a couple things about me. I, I am I am typically not shy about meeting people, and I am typically not at a loss for words. Well, in this case, uh, I, I extended my hand, shook his hand. It was amazing. But in this case, I was at a bit of a loss for words because I didn't know what to say. So I, he he had that that regal way about him where you're in the presence of true greatness all the way around and. And, and so to be able to shake his hand and see that just beautiful smile uh, I'll never forget it it was it was an incredible moment for me and I also think one thing that we should never forget about what Hank did in the game is that he he didn't just hit his final home run and then, and then spend the rest of his years being Hank Aaron in terms of speaking engagements and, uh, uh, and, and just his incredible reputation in the game. He went back and was the Braves farm director for many, many years. Developing players like Ron Gant uh, that helped the Braves become a dynasty. So he went there and, and he was traveling around the country, developing the next generation, doing the hard work of promoting a player from Class A to A or, or releasing a player out of A. These were decisions that he had on his plate as an executive and one of the great Americans ever, that was his job. He was in the ballparks doing that. So I think that that humility required to take on that very difficult job uh, long after he had become the greatest home run hitter ever, I think tells you all you need to know about the truly great Hank Aaron.
2: And you shook his head and said, hi, I'm Paul John Mangusi. Nice to meet you. Yeah, exactly. It was like you? that. You, usually, you
6: know, I, I, am, I, I clearly still have my own struggles with, with the English language, but I usually keep talking. And that was one case where I didn't quite know what to say. I was, uh, I was literally without speech. And uh, never forget, it. it was a really special moment for me.
2: You can follow him on Twitter at John Morosi. That is at John Morosi, Fox Sports One, MLB Network Insider, also NHL Network Insider. Uh, we'll talk about how good the Hurricanes have been since coming back from COVID next time we get you on. JP uh, again on Twitter at John Morosi at John Morosi, and on Twitter he's got his favorite Nolan Arenado story as well. So check that out there too. JP as always, buddy. Appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon.
6: You guys are too kind. I love the conversation. Uh, I miss you guys and look forward to another uh, year of a talking ball with you guys both.
2: You got it, man. We'll talk to you Bye soon. Bye, guys. We'll talk to you in the Mets get Trevor Bauer.
5: I'll let you guys know. <laughs> Call me anytime. Okay. <laughs> See you, JP. Uh,
2: yeah, uh, JP's story, one of his favorite Nolan Arenado stories, just had a quick one on Twitter where he played in the All-Star game in 2016 and he went 0 for 3 and he wasn't happy. So he woke up, you know, we got a couple of days off now after the All-Star game, called his high school coach, said, I got a hit. And the coach said, sure, I'll open the batting cages for you. And he went to his high school batting cage and hit the day after the All-Star game because he felt (laughs) he had a bad night going 0 for 3. That's a pretty cool story right there. I dig that. So uh, we'll have more on this story coming up throughout the night here. Again, we're still waiting to see uh, who the players are going back. There's minor leaguers. Will it be okay by Major League Baseball? We're still waiting on that. But as JP said, sometime next 72 hours, uh, Nolan Arnotto is going to be a St. Louis Cardinal. Uh, But coming up next... Speaking, we mentioned Matthew Stafford really quick. Could he be traded to the Rams? We'll give you that insight, and also, because of this story, I need to apologize to America for something I said on the show earlier this week. I am sorry because I failed to account for something when I said something really, really strong. I, OK, okay Daddy's, Daddy's home. apologize. And that's coming up next right here, Fox. 1-888-FARMERS, and you could save on your auto insurance. It's better than using your phone to see if your post got any likes again. Call one farmers to get a quote. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum.
1: Underwritten by Farmers Circle Fire Insurance. Exchanges are affiliate products not available in every
6: state.
2: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Farmers Insurance Studios. And uh, while, yes, the Deshaun Watson drama still is front page, front burner news, we had a new entrant into, hey, hang on a second, Deshaun Watson. We got something for you when today we're starting to see the market develop with specific teams regarding Matthew Stafford, who the Lions have resolved to trade sometime the next couple of weeks. And according to ESPN, Matthew Stafford considers the Rams a contender in his trade market. Now, you know, the Rams, they hate Jared Goff. They would love to get (laughs) rid of him. But if they cut him, it's $65 million in dead cap money this year. Okay, so that's not happening. If you trade him, it's going to. If it trade him, it's going to cost you twenty-two million dollars, which is not that big a deal when you consider cutting him to sixty-five million. So they're not cutting him. When I said the other night, this is what I need to apologize for. I said no one's trading for Jared Goff. Look at that contract. Are you kidding? Plus, he stunk for the last two years. Who the hell is going to trade for Jared Goff? I forgot. I forgot the Lions are still in the NFL. I, I I admit, Mike, that was that's completely on me. I forgot that the Lions are there, and you know what? I, when I looked at the 32 teams, I think I just went over the Lions, and I missed their name, and I forgot, oh, yes, the Lions could go out and make a ridiculous trade uh, and trade Matthew Stafford to get Jared Goff back. If Les Snead could pull this off, he's the general manager of the decade, and we're only in 2021. If you can find a team to take Jared Goff and that guy, yeah for the next couple of years, and a guy that's not been good in three years, wow, that is some kind of wizardry and sorcery.
5: Yeah, he's already been uh, doing things with the salary cap that really defy uh, all, all logic and, and what we presumed to be the rules of engagement uh, related to the salary cap. Uh, Because even in talking about Jared Goff and and just where they are salary cap wise, right? He he talked a little bit like a wizard, like a guy who had uh, some extra knowledge of the loopholes. Kind of like Bill Belichick when he walks around with a rule book because he knows what the words... uh, uh and the and and really mean in the whole rule book that nobody else seems to uh steed seems to have the uh the magic touch when it comes to salary cap uh as a, as a you know we've talked about this a little bit with jared guff it's the can you whoever's going to take him on and trade rams are going to have to either have already restructured this deal Or they're just going to have to eat a bunch of that cash, kind of like the Arenado deal going to St. Louis. Like, all right, we're also going to give you fifty million dollars. That's just the way this. The only way this is going to work. He wants out. We're done with this. And and, and, well, there's the Dodgers, and now we're chasing both the Dodgers and the Padres. So this doesn't work. (laughs) So I I think it's all the. It comes down to how much of that money are they willing to swallow in this process to bring Stafford in because there were reports, right, people trying to hype up Denver or some of these other places where maybe there's a a ready-built team to come in and compete. And, like, well, no, he doesn't want to go there. He doesn't want to go where it's cold. And uh, the West Coast is looking pretty good. Uh, So between the 49ers and the Rams, those would appear to be two of the destinations that Matthew Stafford's eager to check out. Uh, Chris Burke, our buddy, he writes for The Athletic now in, in, in Detroit said, quote, I hope we find out Clayton Kershaw leaked the Stafford Rams rumor.
2: <laughs> you know, it, it's funny you said, look, because the one thing to not ignore here is, as you said, is the relationship between the, the Lions and the Rams. You know, the GM Brad Holmes, you know, being a, a longtime Rams executive, gets the job, the salary cap thing. Uh, it, it still just stuns me that a team can say, yeah, we'll take on this kind of money for Jared Goff. Yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 I get that way when you have a young quarterback who was a number 1 pick but have you seen him play in the last couple of years here's a team that knows him better than anybody in the Rams and they want him gone so much with all this money they are ready to kick him out because they don't think he can be the guy and and suddenly you think you're going to it's going to work in Detroit with him Wow. I don't know, man. Wow. But I apologize. I said they're not trading, but I forgot the Lions were in the NFL. That's on me. <laughs> I failed you. Uh, coming up next, hey, speaking of failure, do we have an NFL press conference you got to hear? Fox.
0: Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com/slash-with-amex.
1: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
4: Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire? Huh?
1: Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
3: ChumbaCasino.com.
4: No purchase necessary. Full by
0: law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply.
4: See website for details. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring Every rivalry. Every rematch. Every rookie debut. Every game revealed